Welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. Yeah, yeah. We are on to week 15. 16. Nope. Nope. Why 16. does it say week 15 <laughs> on my sheet? You wow. Daniel Dopp, a former producer, just broke the cardinal rule I did. Kyle, of broadcasting. Uh-uh. Never blame the producer. It's always your fault. No, it's always, on me. It's always you our fault. It always is. And the truth on, is that, like, we're all human. We all have errors along the way. But I can tell you with great certainty, the number of errors that I make far outweighs the number of errors that anybody on the production side ever makes. So oh, yeah. generally speaking, if it's you're my- wondering if something screwed up, it was me, my bad. It's our fault. Yeah. So it was our... It's my fault here. We are in week 16. There, there we go. Let's go. What a good start to I the podcast. Yeah. yeah, great job, man. We had to start somewhere. Thanks, Mike. I yeah. appreciate way to, that. Way to be good on the fly and make adjustments. I appreciate your positivity. Yeah. I think you're being nice to me right now. Uh, and I appreciate kind of, that. Yeah. You look great today wearing a, a band yeah, tell t-shirt. Tell us about this. Yeah, yeah so uh, right before the show, we got, I had a different shirt on. Okay. We got some beautiful Christmas gifts from our, we did, uh, <laughs> from Megan Burgoon, who's one of our coworkers. It was awesome. Our boss. Our yeah. boss. And uh, she killed it. With this killer hey, t-shirt. Oh, that's pretty great. See what I did there? Yeah. I did. So Dude, for once, I'm, I'm the cool one yep. wearing a band shirt for yeah. once on this show. So thanks, Megan. This is awesome. And Future I love queen, it. For teens? Yeah. Future teens. I was going to say queens. That was oh, yeah. What are you wearing? It's a band t-shirt. Don't oh, about it. Try not. You know what? You know what, though? This is a crappy band you've never heard of. That's a crappy band you've certainly heard of. And Field is just wearing a really nice... Well, Roback, what else? It's still what what pretty much where it's every sure. day. What else? What else is new? So, Only shout five out days. Roback. This is going to be a really fun week. Uh, we have this show today. We have another show tomorrow. No Stefania tomorrow. Usually Stefania will be here mm-hmm. with us. Uh, no Stefania tomorrow. Just going to be Field and I tomorrow. Uh, we're mm-hmm. going to have our friend Liz Loza join us a little bit later on in the show. And then Thursday and Friday, back to our full grouping. All four yeah. of us will be here breaking down everything <clears throat> we need to know heading into week 16. Interesting. <clears throat> Mike is not making time for work tomorrow. Don't you have a, a daughter now at your house, right? Yeah, get, you, yeah. get used to it. You're going to have uh, parent-teacher uh, conferences. Uh, no, it's uh, this is our, their holiday concert at their school. So. Uh, we're homeschooling. Uh, I've decided to... Oh, so you're teaching them the, the concerts? Going to teach yeah, her, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're going to yeah. teach them. <laughs> She's going to be playing the guitar, like <laughs> really long hair. I'm, I'm ready for that. Okay. going to have a beard, too. I go to that concert. I mean, I would go. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, we got a lot to talk about today. We do. We have a. T- this uh, was unfortunately a lot. No, to I mean that was a lot of fun, and now we're just gonna. I'm an Eagles fan, so it's here we go. It's a really tough thing Break to jump the- into because no, but we have it's to. not fun for anybody. Yeah, yeah, we were talking this yesterday. We were going through the note, and I was like, "This is the biggest story potentially of the year in fantasy mm-hmm. because of the timing of it, Daniel." Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's start with the news. Give us the news here on what happened with Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts, first off, on the show, Jalen Hurts Monday Night Football recap. We're gonna dive into a bunch of stuff, and then Eric Moody will join us as always for the waiver wire. Yeah. But Jalen Hurts, unfortunately. Hurt his shoulder. Shoulder sprain is what they're calling it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so with this, there is a big doubt, Field Yates, yeah. that Jalen Hurts will be available for this week's game here in week 16, meaning a bunch of things. One, if you're a Jalen Hurts manager, and two, if you own any of the Eagles offensive skill players. So let's start. Yeah, we're going to dive into all that. With yep. all of that. Let's start with Jalen Hurts, though, and what we know about him, Field. All right. So a little bit more uh, to add to that, Daniel. You gave us the nuts and bolts. He is, as according to Adam Schefter, there is a real possibility that Gardner Minshew starts on Saturday against the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Let's take a big step back here for a second mm-hmm. and recognize that the Eagles need to win one of their final three games to clinch the number one mm-hmm. seed in the NFC. Not a playoff berth, not the division, the number one seed. One right. out of three games for a team that's been the best team by far in the NFL 
this season. Yep. The Eagles have also messaged very clearly through the media that they are not going to have Jalen Hurts back on the field until he is 100%. Let's ask this question then. Do you think a guy goes from whatever percentage he is right now to 100% within a week? No. The nope. possibility seems unlikely, mm-hmm. right? It also seems possible that if if they win on Saturday, I'd yeah. expect to see Jalen Hurts week 19. Yes, That's I when agree. I expect to see him. At, uh, well, week 20. Week 20. Week 20. Week 20. Yeah. Of a yeah. month off. Yeah. Early. He has a so, month to heal up if they win one yep. game. I know that we're not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves because there is a chance he could play this week, albeit a very slim one. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you that like this may end up being a rest of regular season situation for mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. I'm just using logic here. If they win this week, I think it basically seals the deal. If they lose and he's not quite ready to go the following week, but they they went they then win, they might sit in week 18. But mm-hmm. as of right now, let's focus in on week 15, Daniel, and I think the best place to start is by offering up some quarterback options to replace Jalen Hurts, who was the third most popular player on playoff teams this year. 65.4% of people that rostered Jalen Hurts went on to make their playoffs. He has been the highest scoring player in all of fantasy this year. The best quarterback, obviously, as a result of that in fantasy this year. He has, over his past four games, averaged well north of 30 points. He has been hot Mm -hmm. when you have been jockeying for either a playoff berth or playoff seeding. He's remarkable. As far as quarterback options go, I'll offer three. I want you guys to chime in or offer Mm -hmm. available ones that don't make this list. But I'll start with Gardner Minshew as backup quarterback because – Gardner Minshew has played a lot of football for a guy that was a sixth-round pick four years ago out of Washington State. Mm -hmm. Uh, He started 14 games as a rookie. In those 14 games, averaged nearly 17 fantasy points a game. He had 21 or more fantasy points in four games. Very, very different circumstances. He was not playing with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and behind the best offensive line in football and with a very good running game and an awesome head coach. This was a very different set of circumstances, but he still did that. He also rushed for over 350 yards that season. Mobile athlete, good skill players, good offensive system. I think Gardner Minshew is a potential top 12 play this week. Any mm-hmm. major feelings differently on that? Yeah, no, I not at all. I mean, I have him 16, so I'm a little lower, just playing it a little conservatively, but he might be your best option, right? On waivers right now, if you're looking for a replacement for Jalen Hurts. So yeah. uh, I'm with you. I think you have to plan, like you said, to your point, like, to not have hurts the rest of the season, right? Yeah. So you need an option, not just for this week, but thinking forward too. So uh, Minshew maybe can hold down the four. Not not a walk in the park matchup necessarily, but no, it's a tough um, matchup. I'll get I'll get into how the projections kind of change for the Eagles players here in a second. But um, you know they're gonna probably you know playing Dallas probably gonna have to throw the ball. I mean the Cowboys score four or more touchdowns like every game, every, literally. Yeah. You know, yeah, like it it's, like it, right? it's been yeah. like six seven games in a row. They're gonna have to throw it. So uh, there's an opportunity here for Minshew with that great offensive line with those great weapons to be throwing it a lot. I'll offer two more and these well. are specific to Week 16 because we don't know about Hertz's status in Week 17, and then also some guys have much better matchups in Week 17. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, who I don't know that I feel like there's a ton of ceiling with Jared Goff this weekend, Daniel, only because they are playing on the road against. A Carolina defense that does have some talent, right? It's not a mm-hmm. dominant defense, but certainly a respectable defense. Weather is supposed to be actually okay in Carolina. It's like 35 degrees, which when you look at the rest of the <laughs> forecast hot. for the weekend, <laughs> it is a that is steaming hot. But we know with Jared Goff is that like if I'm playing Jared Goff this weekend, what I'm hoping for is 250 passing yards and two touchdowns with yep. no turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, because on the road... When not playing inside this year specifically, Jared Goff has been an entirely different player. This past week was more about the matchup. The Jets are so good defensively that his 
relatively pedestrian numbers are probably more about the matchup than the weather, but I don't think there's a 25-point game in Jared Goff this week. The mm-hmm. one thing about Jared Goff that I do like is he just doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. just He literally does not turn the ball over, which yep. is great. He so. certainly has been very, very good with holding on to the football mm-hmm. of late. And the last thing, the last player that I'll name, and you guys can fill in others, I think Derek Carr is semi-intriguing this week. Again, there's not a bunch of great ones like Brock Purdy, like, Nope. Oh boy, Brock Purdy with 33 completions over the past two games. Like Derek Carr, if you go look in three of his past five games, he's got at least 20 fantasy points in three of those five. Yep. He has at least 250 passing yards in three of those five. He has 10 passing touchdowns over those five games. He has probably the best weapons out of the players that we are discussing that amongst the quarterbacks that we kind of mm-hmm. trust. So it has not been the season we expected for Derek Carr. Maybe Mike, because Mike was obviously less... Uh, in on Derek Carr than I, I know I was going into the season. But this weekend, not necessarily a, like a, I would say probably a, I know the Steelers have been very generous to opposing wide receivers throughout much of the year. I think they played better defense of late. They so have, I would yeah. say it's like a, a neutral-ish matchup. Yes, I agree. So Derek Carr is my quarterback 18 for this week. I'm looking at guys that are only available in 50% or more. Uh-huh. Sure. And, and I'll give you another guy that's in that category, which is Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. He's probably available in like, what, 45? Yeah, it's a little less. Like it's so like 35%. He, he's close, so. though, and he might be a guy, certainly in 10-team leagues, that might be out there for yeah. you. You could scoop up. So Definitely uh, the they're playing option. Minnesota. Yep. So I have him QB 10 this week. He has been playing better. We, we've had more of those actual QB1 weeks from him where he was just kind of flirting with QB1 status, doing a lot with his legs. He's actually throwing a couple touchdowns. So uh, again, Minnesota, seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks. It's not a bad matchup at all. So he's an option. But to go deeper down the well, a guy that might be out there 90% of leagues is uh, Zach Wilson. You know, I talked him up this past week on Fantasy Football Now as a potential streamer. And he came through. Great matchup against Detroit. Came through uh, playing Jacksonville this week. The second most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last two months. They're playing better offense. Their defense isn't great, so teams now have to throw it against them in the second half, and it's leading to a lot of production from opposing quarterbacks. So he's he's 93% available right yep. now. So Zach Wilson might be an option in this matchup against Jacksonville, which is Thursday and a game. I, I wish Mike White was playing, honestly, but yeah. he's not. I'm still ex- super excited for this game. Let super me tap excited. into Daniel here for a second because we talk about the emotional side of fantasy football all the time. And just like, what go, what would be going through your mind if you, the Jalen Hurts manager, turned instead to Zach Wilson on Thursday night? Which, by the way, <laughs> if you pivot on Thursday, Uh-oh. if we don't have a definitive answer on Jalen Hurts, you're closing the door on like a miracle of Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. playing. But like, yep. can you imagine being like, here we go, semifinals, baby? Season's on the line. I just Zach watched. Wilson. I just watched Zach Wilson against the Detroit Lions, and he actually played okay. Like yeah, you know, for everything that Zach Wilson has been. But no, there's nothing inside of me in Week 16. By the way, Week 16 that I feel comfortable starting Zach Wilson. I understand this is a great matchup, and I like if you need somebody, sure. But there's a lot of somebodies I think I would pick over Zach Wilson just because of the the up and down nature that he is. I mm-hmm. I would rather have a safer floor than what Zach Wilson brings for a ceiling. I agree, and I have Minshew ranked ahead of him, so you could basically try to get Minshew off waivers. If you get him, then you can just wait it out till Sunday. 100%. Anyway, right? that's yep. your ideal circumstance, but you might not. You might not get Minshew. So if, if someone beats you to the punch on waivers, which seems unlikely when there's probably, what, four teams left in your yeah. league at this point, you should, prob- have a good you should be able to get him. That's probably going to be your best option. Um, all right, so I want to move this ahead from the quarterback and talk about some of these other players here. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. There's important thoughts there for sure. One of them being Miles Sanders, because I want to know from a running back perspective. Well, can I give you like a grand scheme? Yeah, give me the whole thing. Okay, so so yesterday when we got the news, I went in and and obviously the first thing I do is update the projections, right? So I pull out Hertz. I put in Minshew. After the tears. After the tears, of course, right? I cry all over the keyboard. I get a new keyboard because it's broken. (laughs) And then I update the projections. Do you have like a keyboard skin? 
Yeah, I just rip it. It's like yeah. uh, like in dirt racing, you rip off the the shield. Yeah. I, I have yeah. to do you that. You have like a silicone keyboard, one yeah. that you just like when I'm cry, like I'm crying over my fantasy, my stack fantasy team that <laughs> wow. lost. Don't do this. Mike. Anyway, not going to go down that road right now. No one cares. Yeah. But uh, one of my best teams <laughs> lost. Anyway, um, so Minshew in hurts out. Obviously, it changes like kind of the rate stats, right? You would expect a lower completion percentage, things like that. Uh, and that's usually relatively minor. But then I go to the team level, right? Which is, okay, they're averaging three and a half touchdowns per game this year. One of the best in the NFL. They're up there with like, you know, the Chiefs. And, you know, you think about like the Buffalo and Cincinnati. They're like three a game, right? The yeah. Eagles offense is just Humming. unbelievable scoring touchdowns. So I knock that down. And some of that's like a little qualitative, right? Like I have to use my brain a little bit for that and say what makes sense. So I took away about seven tenths of a touchdown like or down you know down to like 2.7 something like that still above average the average this year is at like 2.3 so still an above average solid offense but not at that level so you might think i'm going to refresh all the projections and everyone's going to drop right but they didn't really miles sanders actually went up a couple spots uh aj brown and Devontae smith pretty much stayed the same same thing with dallas goddard and the reason is this there's really two reasons first of all they're going to have to throw in this game more, right? When you adjust something like that, that means the game script changes a little bit, right? They're less likely to win the game, more likely to throw more passes, right? In fact, some of the Cowboys pass catchers went down a little bit, right? Like a CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, because uh, they're not going to have to throw as much. Uh, so that's one thing that's going to add volume to the passing game. And then the other thing is Jalen Hurts runs a lot, yeah. whether it's the design runs, and he scrambles a lot. And if he's not scrambling eight or you know six, seven, eight times, those are pass attempts. Those are targets. And Minshew could run a little bit, but the, it's on a different level, right? So that's going to add potentially more target volume for the pass catchers. And of course, uh, without Hertz running, that opens up the door for Miles Sanders to take on more carries and more goal line work. So uh, it, it they didn't move much. Yeah. They didn't really move much in the projections. It's pretty much the same for those reasons. So that's just, you know, that's a, kind of a deep dive into what the projection yeah. process looks like and why the numbers change a little bit or it did not change a lot going from Hurts to Minshew for some of their top pass catchers. I don't have like a real number that I'm focusing in on for the two pass catchers just because they're awesome football players and they can go mm -hmm. off for 150 yards each because that's just how they roll. The only number that I did think was pretty interesting was that Miles Sanders, because of Jalen Hurts' absence, as Mike suggested, probably in line for more work both as a general runner and mm -hmm. a goal line runner, Jalen Hurts has 23 goal-to-goal -goal carries this season, second in the NFL behind, of course, only Jamal, Jamal Williams, yeah. and more than 12 NFL teams. As a team this He's year. He's first and expected touchdowns, which yeah. is not a, a stack quarterback's lead. Yeah. He's, He's usually running back. Two games so. with three rushing touchdowns this season. So uh -huh. uh, Miles Sanders was probably already a lineup lock. I know he stink. He, he stunk last week, yeah. but he was close. I have him inside my top 17 this week for running back. Miles mm -hmm. Sanders averaging 15 carries per game. Jalen Hurts averaging just over 11. So we're expecting more than 20 touches for Miles Sanders, I would assume, mm -hmm. here in this game with the way that that's going to work out. Just got to hope like they don't get to the three and bring in Boston Scott for a draw. Oh, like, yeah. please don't do <laughs> they that. Do, they do oh, that I'm so them. prepared for like, was it like Grant Calcaterra, their yeah. backup tight end? Yeah. Like he's going to get a jet sweep for yeah, a touchdown. <laughs> They're going to re-sign uh, like LaShawn McCoy uh -huh. on Saturday and like get him in for the for a score as well. Yep. Um, but it's, this this does stink though. Like just fantasy football yeah, wise, like yeah, yeah, yeah. listen, no one's more disappointed about this than Jalen Hurts himself. I can guarantee you that, right? If he can't play on Saturday, it'll agonize him a thousand times more than it'll agonize any of us and any of you that have Jalen Hurts in your lineup. But there are like. I started writing field pass yesterday, and like the the, the the fact of the matter is, if you had Jalen Hurts, your chance for a championship just dropped significantly. Of course, yesterday, <clears throat> assuming he doesn't play on Saturday, it's just a fact. He's been the best player in fantasy in terms of points per game this season. Like, it's a lot harder to overcome that battle without him. Yeah, his floor is like the ceiling you're aiming for now with your yes. replacement. Like, it's, oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. He's we talk about this. He was my DFS quarterback this past week. Had another huge game. 
and like we just talked through his floor, like it's 30 plus points, four in a row, 20 plus and like seven in a row, two yeah. plus touchdowns and nine in a row. Like, no, he didn't have four. He did not have 30 in four straight games because uh, four weeks ago he had 29.82 oh, points. Well, what a he had a tough game that yeah. day. Oh, wow, I, I yeah. cut him after that game. I didn't see any points. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I cut him as well. But I don't my have a problem. Who kept him. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a problem because I missed the playoffs. <laughs> I cut wow, him, so. <laughs> wow. So, <clears throat> all right. Anything else that we want to mention here on the Eagles? No, I just want to you're huge. out there. Like right? that's, it's the I think it's I can't I don't think we talk about it enough. If it's you rode Jalen Hurts here, it's gonna be massive for your team and you're gonna to have to use the waiver wire in order to find somebody. Yeah. I, I would say one more thing, which is I probably would not drop him just in case he plays next week. So, you know, I think yeah, uh, be not, yeah. I, I'm sure people are wondering, like, is he gonna miss the rest of regular season? Can I free up a spot? You probably don't need a roster spot right yeah. now. And he could play next week. I again, I'm 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 more on the pessimistic side to your point. Sure, just because of their situation. If they were like two had two fewer wins, it'd be a different conversation. But just hold on to them, keep them on your bench. We'll Prior see. to the news yesterday, I try to get I try to get you know a couple things on on field pass early. Um, and yesterday morning, I wrote like a blurb, and it was like, you should all be rooting for the Cowboys this weekend. You want the Cowboys to win 42-39 because you want to keep Jalen Hurts in play for Week 17. Mm-hmm. Guarantee that. Mm-hmm. You want to get all the fantasy points this week. Obviously, that that section has been scrubbed because he's unlikely to play. But uh, it may be that you don't have him for the rest of this season, and it may be that the Eagles just don't care because they just need to win one out of three games. Yep. Yeah, if he doesn't play the rest of the regular season, he won't play for basically a full month because yep. they're you know the idea is if he doesn't play, they probably won one of the three. Yep. I think they've got what the Saints. In two weeks, and then, at home, it, uh, and then they play the Giants. The Giants, right? So, you know, if they win one of them games, then they have to buy, yep. and then he's not going to play till week week twenty. Yeah. Next week, we're That's in week sixteen. So ideal. I, that would be such an ideal scenario for these Eagles yeah. to let him a fully month of rest. get healthy. Don't even worry about it. Like, yeah, my guess well, is there. I ideally. He heals up and he's good enough to play like a half maybe in week 18. So right. like I, play, ideally get a little like run. Preseason you know? type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, the, actually, the scary part would have been if they won this weekend because they would have clinched home field throughout the playoffs. And then Nick Sirianni, assuming Jalen Hurts are fully healthy, would say, well, I don't want to have a fully healthy team on ice for four, yeah, weeks. for four weeks. And so he's like, he's going to play against the Saints. And then just hypothetically, the Eagles score two drives and score twice in the first half. They're up 14 to three. And he's like, all right, we're pulling everybody. That would have been disaster scenarios. So uh, clarity is always helpful in fantasy. We'll see whether we get it on Jalen Hurts uh, for the rest of this season. By the way, I think they would. would they have clinched the one seed if the Vikings didn't come back and win that Colts game, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know because did they, might be. the 49ers still have a chance? I believe if uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I, I thought it was ten. Maybe Dallas had a chance. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But anyway, I, that that definitely messed them up because the Vikings are one game closer. Yeah, yeah. they only have what yeah. three losses. Eagles totally. have yeah. have one. So. We sort of already mentioned this as a part of the Jalen Hurts conversation as as talking about Zach Wilson, but it does look like one of the other bits of news that we have is that Mike White still has a lot of hurdles to clear for his ribs in order to play on Thursday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it does look like Zach Wilson's going to be under center again. Just a quick reminder on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Jonathan Taylor. Field, I want to talk about this one too. Yeah, I mean, ankle injury. We talked about it yesterday, and I asked you, is this potentially season-ending they haven't ruled him out yet, but with how the Colts have been playing, it just feels like what's the point in him coming back? Yeah, you can prepare for the eventual press release. It says Jonathan Taylor has been placed on IR, right? Mm-hmm. Like that just seems like this where this is headed. They're four nine and one. They have just three games left. He would have been iffy to play this weekend. What are you doing if he's the best player on your offense by far, and you're trying to get him back out there? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So Jonathan Taylor, I don't think plays the rest of this weekend. So Mike, I'll turn it over to you. Like if you are approaching this backfield for next week, and obviously you have projections, mm-hmm. so you do have a pretty good firm grasp on these things. Like we would have thought Deion Jackson would step up and be the guy. Yeah. Doesn't seem that's the case. 
Yeah, uh, Zach Moss. How about that? Right, twenty four carries in that game. Didn't catch yeah. a pass, but he has that in his arsenal. Uh, I don't know that he's shown that he's kind of a difference maker. If he did, they want the Bills wouldn't have traded him away and yeah. kind of relegated him to the bench. But if he's going to push for twenty carries, he's going to have some value. Uh, yeah. Obviously, in fantasy, it's a great matchup against the Chargers. Right? We've talked about this all year. I won't totally. get into the stats, but they've really struggled against running backs, including about five and a half yards per carry. So Moss looks like the one A. Deion Jackson's going to play a role. He still had thirteen carries and caught a touchdown in this game. But they're going to add a third back, and I think that third back is going to play a role, and I think it's going to be Jordan Wilkins. Yeah, yeah, I love Moss coming in. Love, love Jordan it. Wilkins. We saw him a little bit earlier this season. Remember, he yeah. stepped stepped Looked in. Good. Uh, they basically signed him off the street to the practice squad. Immediately activated him, and he played a role. Yeah. Right, he was really busy in that in that game. So I think you'll see a couple targets go his way, maybe a few carries. I expect a three man backfield. Yep. I don't feel super great trusting any of these guys, especially in a low. Uh, scoring offense, but again, it is the Chargers. So maybe there's a deep league flex option if you're desperate. I think the order is Moss one, Jackson two, Wilkins three. So in the NFL, typically when you're preparing for a game against an upcoming opponent, the coaches will break down the prior four games. That's usually the sample size that you hone in on. The problem is when you go super far back in the season, things that were happening earlier might not be happening now. Mm, yep. At the same time, you can't focus in on just like, you know, one or two games, except for in this case. Because if I'm the Chargers, what I am doing is I'm uh, if I'm the Colts, I'm focusing in on what happened last week with the Chargers mm-hmm. and the Titans. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's obviously got Derrick Henry, who's a better player by far than Zach Moss and also... Also, Deion Jackson and maybe Jordan Wilkins, but still run the football a ton, right? And on defense, like that was the worst game the Colts defense has played by far. And I think I'm not trying to take them off the hook, but the reality is that you just train, you change your scheme and your approach so much when you're up 33 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Those first two drives in Minnesota is coming back. All they're trying to do is prevent a 94-yard touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson, right? It's like, hey, if you're going to matriculate the ball down the field on 10 plays for 80 yards, like so be it, right? eat up some clock. We'll just keep grounding and pounding our way into it. So I think the indie defense will be much more formidable on Monday night mm-hmm. than it was this past Saturday, which is a long way of saying, I do think that Zach Mosh could push for close to 20 carries again, because they will be able to ground control. Obviously when a guy gets hurt in a game, snap counts for these subsequent backs aren't totally telling because they did not have a third back available, but Zach Moss totally dominated the snaps he this did. past week. Yep. It was, I think, 53 to 25 was the edge, or 53 to 35. So it was a big-time lead for Zach Moss over Deion Jackson. Yeah, and they like Jackson on special teams too, right? Yep. Which kind of explains that sometimes. We've talked about that with returners. Like if a guy's <laughs> returning kicks, maybe you don't anticipate a substantial offensive role because he's work, you know, yeah. does the return. Other than Isaiah Pacheco, he's the only one that's like... Yeah, there's a few exceptions. Raheem Moster too. Those two guys like will return the opening kickoff and then just like pop <laughs> know, up and right? be like, all right, see you yep. guys over there in the huddle. Good to go. Good yeah. to go. Yeah, so uh, I agree with you. I think Moss is... I think I have him ranked like 24th or 25th, something like that. Flex option. All right, let's talk Monday Night Football, guys. Do you mind? And I don't feel like we need to do this for a real long time. No, there's not mm. much. That, there I mean, wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Uh, if you want, so. I'm going to skip over real quick the Aaron Rodgers aspect where he scored 10.9 fantasy <sighs> points, third straight game under 14 fantasy points. He did not look great, but his running backs did look great from a fantasy perspective here. Aaron Jones had 90 rushing yards, four catches, and 36 yards for a touchdown. Good enough for 20.6 fantasy points. And A.J. Dillon. 36 rushing yards, got in the end zone twice, plus three catches for 35 yards, 22.1 fantasy points. It really was these two guys that that ran this Packers offense. Yeah, and uh, Dylan, second half concussion, right? So uh, we're keeping an eye on that. Potential Aaron Jones league winning material here if Dylan misses time. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. 
Um, pretty high rate of guys missing the next game yep. if they have a concussion, which this can't, this happened on Monday night, which probably makes it right. even less likely. I don't, do they play on Saturday? They play Sunday? Sunday, Christmas Sunday. game in Miami. Still, still I'd be days. surprised at this point. I'm um, with you there. So yep. uh, Jones, you know, obviously looking like what he always is, which is a lineup block, potentially a mid-range RB1. So again, we'll keep an eye on that throughout the week. They're in yeah. Miami, you said, Field? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they'll be, yeah they, they are in Miami, one of the few games where you don't have to worry about weather this weekend. Yeah. Um, and they, I expect, I think they're going to have to throw it a lot too because obviously Miami's offense is so good and mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is just such a lethal part of the passing game mm-hmm. uh, for the Packers when he gets opportunities. So certainly feel really good about him. As far as the uh, pass catchers, I thought Romeo Dobbs looked pretty good last night. Uh, they waived Sammy Watkins prior to the game, um, which people were like, wait, they signed Sammy Watkins? Yeah, you like, remember that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like, like, why are we, like, he might, get, he might get claimed by somebody today, but, like, Sammy Watkins being released was like, oh, they finally did it, right? Like, this wasn't mm-hmm. some sort of sticker shock move uh, by the Green Bay Packers. But Christian mm-hmm. Watson had six targets last night, and uh, the clock finally struck midnight. Four for 46 for Christian Watson. So we knew it was going to happen. I think it was still worth, from the emotional side, playing Christian Watson for the potential of a big play. And six targets is actually fine. Like, it's not a terrible line. It's not a great line for Christian Watson. Remember on Sunday on Fantasy Football Now, we got a question, and Zay it was Zay Jones, Jones or Christian Watson. And we both agreed Zay Jones. Yes. But we were like, you know what? Watson, if you want to go for the ceiling, it might yeah. be Watson, right? Sure enough, Zay Jones yep. is like, what, 30-some points? Highest scoring uh, wide receiver in Fantasy this week uh, or whatever it was. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, um, yes, Dobbs had five for 55, actually led the team in receiving, played 32% of the snaps. He yeah. is clearly third or fourth on the depth chart. Yeah. 87% for Watson, 94 for Lazard, who had a bad game but is still out there running routes. He'll have better days ahead. Uh, 38% for Randall Cobb. So yeah. it's almost like Dobbs and Cobb kind of sharing that third role right now. You can't start Dobbs, even though he had a, a better game here. He's not back on the flex radar. It's Watson is your top Packers receiver as a, honestly, two. in this matchup, but they're going to have to throw a lot against Miami. Uh, wide receiver three at worst. I think know? I have I, his wide receiver 21 on my yeah, initial ranks. So exactly. Very high up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Lazard, an underwhelming flex option right now, just based on what's gone down. The other guys are and off the radar. Is, yeah. You're not low. starting him. You nope. can't start Dobbs yet. He has to play more before you can say, you don't start a receiver playing 30% of the snaps. You just no, don't do that. Can't do not, it. And you no. don't start a Rams player on offense at all. Basically no. at all. <laughs> if you can help it, even Cam Akers, Cam Akers, 65 rushing yards, three catches for 35 yards. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, he was yeah. involved in the passing game. All I will say is like, I actually think he's moving a lot better now than he was yeah. at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. which Part of me is like, does that stand to reason or not? Like, he came back from the Achilles last year, but he has looked much more like the runner that I expected him to be coming into this season, and I'll probably be too high on K-Makers again next year. Just yeah, throw they, that out there now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think they're going to address that position, but we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah, 100 yards in this game. I mean, the volume uh, is – I mean, look, he played 32 snaps – Malcolm Brown was next in line with seven. Yeah. Kyron Williams played four. That happened. First of all, this is a super low volume game. Yep. We've seen a lot of them lately. It's weird. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's enough here at least to put them on the non PPR flex radar, I guess. But yep. it's I, I would not want to mess with this uh, with this offense. I'm nope. with you. I'm with you. That's it. That's Monday Night Football. Hopefully we get a better Monday Night Football game here next week. Yeah. Uh, they, next week we have the Chargers and the Colts. So I can't say that I'm particularly uh, optimistic on that one, Daniel. Anyway. All right, Field. Well, why don't you speak it into existence the way that we have some of these other things and tell me about some Geico. Let's do it, Daniel. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? I would. Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. 
Tis the season to get together with good friends and great drinks, and that means tis Miller time. Mm. Yep. Sure, the holidays can be stressful, almost as stressful as a December fantasy matchup. All the more reason to raise a glass or can to keeping things uncomplicated. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer with taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just great beer. Not only is Miller Lite a great tasting light beer, it's also a great gift for the beer lovers in your life. And for even more gift ideas perfect for beer lovers, visit the Miller Lite shop site at shop.millerlite.com. Their new holiday collection features everything from cozy beer-inspired holiday sweaters to drinkable ornaments for your tree. This holiday, tis Miller time. So enjoy Miller time with friends and family. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com slash FFF to find delivery options near you so you can give the gift of Miller time this holiday season. Or, of course, you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. Nice job, Mike. I got that down. Yeah, Yeah. you do. You got that down. Okay. We're going to talk some week 16 repeats or bounce backs. What is it that we think these players might be able to do? We're going to start with Geno Smith, who last week had only 15.3 fantasy points. Yeah. Taken on the San Francisco 49ers this week. Gets the Kansas City Chiefs. One thing to note. He might be without Tyler Lockett. Likely will be without Tyler Lockett, who has That's a broken right. finger. He has a broken finger, and we'll see whether Lockett plays again this regular season. Seattle still has some life in the playoff picture, but we don't know exactly when he will return. I want to use this note now because it's going to apply to a bunch of games, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, but the temperature is going to be a problem in Kansas City. It's going to be a problem around the NFL on Saturday. There is an Arctic chill, which I'm sure many people who are listening to this podcast right now are already aware of, but... The game time temperature in Kansas City, the feels-like estimate for right now is negative 6 degrees. It is going to be biting. It is going to be windy. It is going to be very, very difficult. We're going to be monitoring this for a bunch of games. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be minus 11 in Chicago. It's supposed to be minus 9 in Cleveland. It's supposed to be minus 4 in Pittsburgh. Nashville, Tennessee, not exactly a north climate, right? 5 degrees. Mm -hmm. Baltimore, 7 degrees. I didn't even include this when I put it out on Twitter. The game that's closest to us, the three of us who live in one of the coldest parts of the country, New England, because it's supposed to be a toasty, like 20 degrees on Saturday <laughs> for Patriots Bengals. So um, I'm putting that on the on the on the uh, on the radar now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have known that like probably the worst weather for 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 throwing the football is like sort of like that wintry mix where it's hard to keep your feet mm-hmm. and the ball is slick, yeah. heavy yep. wind and heavy rain, but like biting cold, like. Dude, these are humans too, right? Yeah. They're miserable. You see dropped passes more often. Oh, you yeah. see, I mean, it just sucks out there. So mm-hmm. I'm mentioning that right now. Uh, we'll talk about it more throughout the week and certainly dive into it on fantasy football now. But Mike, just separating the weather as much as we can. What are your thoughts on Geno Smith against Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, a tough matchup last week. We were down on him, right? We yep. expected uh, we expected that. It's, it was not shocking at Same all. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and naturally expect a guy to come back, right? You don't want to overreact to a, a tough matchup. It reminds me of like Darius Slayton. Same kind of conversation, right? We expected a down game. We expected a, a bounce back against Washington. Uh, you're going to have this throughout the season. So same thing. I mean, before this game, he had seven straight games with multiple touchdown passes, right? He was playing pretty well. Uh, 19 to 23 fantasy points at six straight games. And, it's, and this is a matchup where, again, the weather might be cold. That could change things a little bit, but they're going to have to throw it a lot, right? Have they're to. playing the Chiefs, yeah. right? They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. It's not like it's horrible defense, but they're, they have pressure on them all the time because yeah. they're always ahead in game. So uh, you're going to see that with Gino. Again, he's, they're going to have to throw it. Yep. They sure will. So, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Anyway, by the, I have him as uh, QB7. 
That's where I have him right. QB7. Yeah. All right. What about DJ Moore? Let's talk about DJ Moore. Okay. 18.3 fantasy points against Pittsburgh last week. Yeah. He has been back and forth last four weeks. 5.4 fantasy points. I don't care about that one. That was no Sam Darnold. 20.3 fantasy <laughs> points. I care about that one. That's yeah. good. 0.6 fantasy points. Not good. 18.3. Now good. he takes on the Detroit Lions who over the last four weeks yeah. have allowed 46.3 points per game to wide receivers. If there is ever a spot where you are trusting DJ Moore, it is mm-hmm. here and it is because of the matchup. Yep. Yeah, it's the matchup and the quarterback change too, right? So I, I am a little, the, the red flag here is that even with Darnold back, the volume has been poor, right? Six uh, no more than six targets. It's six straight games. So mm-hmm. that hasn't been there. That worries me for sure. We're used to him having a huge target share. But 18 or 18 plus fantasy points in two of the three games with Darnold, way better than what we saw earlier this season. At least yep. has some upside and the great matchup against Detroit. So I'm wide receiver 31 flex option. Yeah. And by the way, as part of this is that Detroit can score the ball too. So while they may yes. not put up 40 points this week, they could easily put up 27 points this week, which would force Carolina out of their comfort zone, which is playing these games where it's like they run the ball perpetually. Um, could look a little bit like where it was last week. So I am also optimistic on DJ Moore. Uh, do you guys remember the last time that a team scored 10 or more fantasy points from the running back position against the Detroit Lions? Nope. 10 or more? Yeah. A oh. team? Oh, no, not a team. A player scored 10 or more fantasy points. Uh, it's been seven <clears throat> weeks. It's been Eight seven weeks. weeks. Yeah. Happened again. Do you think it's going to happen this week? I see a lot of DJ no. Moore because of the fact that there's going to be not, not as much running game here. Nope. Uh, I, I mean, also, we, like... Deontay Foreman is a freaking scare you away play, right? What do you have? 0.9 fantasy? No, he did he fumble last week too? I don't he had remember. Nine he, rushing yards on ten carries. Yeah, yeah. Chuba Hubbard looked a lot, a lot more yeah. feasible. And, and the comparable player to him in the Jets' offense this past week would have been Zonovan Knight, who had a bad game. We talked about this on fantasy, fantasy football now that yep. we were worried about him, even though we ranked him as like a flex option because he's been so good. Should have saw a lot of touches. I mean, it was a really tough matchup. Yeah. Detroit just figured it out. I yeah. mean, yeah. Just kind of to your point about looking at the last four weeks, eight weeks, whatever, as opposed to just the whole season. Yep. You look at the whole season, you're like, yeah, that line's bad against running backs. No, I mean, they're the best in the NFL right now. Uh, maybe giving San Francisco a run for their money. For I mean, money. dominating yeah, that position, dominating. Feel. let's talk about Deontay Johnson. You did your best to speak it into existence. 10 catches, 98 receptions. Did not get in the end zone. You're yeah. like 95% of the way there for Deontay Johnson managers. You know, but the problem is that like the final 5% feels like it might as well be an eternity it, away, yeah, right? right? Because we just need a <laughs> touchdown. I'm sick of drawing stick figures of Deontay Johnson. <laughs> but yeah, I feel good here, right? I mean, the Raiders have been, I would say they're st- middle of the pack. Look at some of the teams that are playing, though, in recent weeks, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, the past two weeks, they played the Rams and Baker Mayfield's debut, and this past week, where Mac Jones had the worst game of his career. Yeah. So I think it skews the numbers, but I don't think this is a matchup that particularly scares me nope. in the secondary, so I expect a better day with either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett back under center for the Steelers. I am optimistic, once again, on Deontay Johnson. Yep, E-plus targets in four straight. Yeah. You're starting that as a flex for sure. He's 25th in my ranking, so How the 12-team league's borderline wide receiver two right it now. It would be hilarious if he had, like went off for like six touchdowns in the final four three games of the season. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So it like, happen when, we when you're revisit, getting that volume. Yeah, yeah, but it would be hilarious just because it would be like, you know, the guy that did absolutely nothing to get you to the playoffs, carried you through the playoffs. Yeah, would that be would be just great. Yeah. But you yeah. can, like... You can justify starting him because of the target volume yeah, coming off a couple totally. back-to-back good games. So it's not like you're going to just be like, ah, I can't use him. He's on my bench. And then he goes off, right? Yeah. It's justifiable to start even without the touchdowns. Even with Mitchell Trubisky under center, Mike Clay? You look fine last looked, week with him. Yeah, yeah. Last week he, with Trubisky at 20 fantasy points. That's his most since week 13 of last season. That's More than a good. year. Okay. What about Joe Mixon? Is he going to have a bounce back this week? Only 10.4 mm. fantasy points against mm. the Bucks, mm. And most of that came through the passing game. Five catches for 33 yards here. Maybe. 
Gets the yeah. Patriots. Well, let me let me lay this out before you kind of jump in. Uh, I'm a little more worried about his ceiling. He's going to be lower in my rankings. I'm at RB12, which is very low for Joe Mixon. The let reason is this. I snap count? Yes. Since yeah. he's come back, it's a different it's a different backfield. Like yeah. the usage wise, 38 to 25 snap edge last week over P Ryan, 36 to 26 yep. in week 14. His snap share has gone from the first nine games, 73% down to 60%. His touches have gone from 21 to exactly 16 the last two weeks. So mm. uh, also they're playing the Patriots, right? Yeah. Extremely tough matchup. Second fewest fantasy points of running backs, only four touchdowns at his fewest in the NFL. And also he's been under 13 fantasy points in three straight as a result, right? Yep. The usage is down and the production has been down. And I'm not sure they're going to, you know, this is a team that wants to win the Super Bowl, right? Yep. They don't need they to, don't need to they don't need to yep. pile on him. They should take it easy on him the next few weeks. And I think they're going to because they, they like P. Ryan. The utilization in terms of snaps is reminding me of where the Bears were with David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. Yep. Mm-hmm. Enough to take away from the upside of Joe Mixon. So I see it the same way as Mike. The pass catching continues to sort of save Joe Mixon. You know, the, the positive side is like back-to-back weeks with 16 total touches, right? That's fine. Exactly, yeah. Yep. So you still probably feel compelled to play him, but you are not expecting Joe Mixon to be the reason why you advance to the playoffs. It's, right. Yeah, this, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, this. it's not like panic mode. It's just not quite the ceiling yes. that he had, right? Honestly, he's not top five, he's top 12. You but know? to begin the season, prior to that five touchdown game, this is kind of where Joe Mixon was. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was because sure. of volume. It wasn't because of upside. It was the volume was carrying him back into your lineup week after week after week. So I have him right there once again. Yep. I was um, gonna, all I was going to do was say the same thing. There's no way you're not starting Joe Mixon. It's just lowering expectations a little bit because of you're not getting that early season Joe Mixon that we've yeah. seen. Yeah, and I'll, by the way, you mentioned uh, Montgomery Herbert. Herbert could play this week, too. He's designated to return. So we could see, you know, Montgomery's been up. He's coming off a big game. Just a side note. Could see more Herbert. Maybe Montgomery yep. will be a little lower in the rankings. I expect to see Herbert. Something to keep sure. in mind. Yep. Let's talk about Jarek McKinnon. And uh, if this you see easy. a repeat performance, I mean, repeat is going to be tough. He was RB1 last week with 34 <sighs> Are you sure about that, Daniel? Because he just repeated RB1 in back-to-back I weeks. I know, but how do you do it three weeks in a row? I don't know. I know. He gets the Seattle Seahawks. Do they give up a bunch Hasn't of been done points in five years. to the running backs, mm-hmm. Mike? They give up a lot. Second most uh, fantasy points of running back, second most yards and touchdowns with 17. So uh, a brutal matchup for sure. Um, also, I mean, the target volume, eight plus in four of his last seven, eight or more targets. Ridiculous. This reminds me of last season when he was scarcely used all year. And then in the playoffs, they just unleashed him. I think they're yeah. doing the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. He's yeah. an older running back. He, you know, he's missed a lot of time with injuries. They just took it easy all year. They didn't have to force it. They're great offense. And now they're kind of like, all right, here we go. Yeah. You know? And the most important number for me, I mean, obviously the fantasy points are great, but 62% of the snaps this past week. That's now. Huge. Part of that was because they were in a tussle with the Texans that none of us expected. But Mm -hmm. don't we think that if Houston can give them all they can handle, that Seattle can probably give them at least some of what they can handle? I don't Mm -hmm. expect the Chiefs to be blowing out Seattle 35 to nothing. And Isaiah Pacheco is just milking the clock in the second half. So I expect Jerick McKinnon to stay very busy. And I know that we talked about Christian Watson earlier and how, like, when you play a guy because of momentum, eventually the momentum runs dry. But there is an element of that with Jarek McKinnon right now. How are you not going to play a guy who's been the highest scoring running oh, back yeah. in fantasy each mm. of the past two weeks? There's no um, way you can't. You, there's no way you can't. Yeah. RB19 for me. And and as we keep talking about, other than Juju, it's like none of these these wide receivers are consistently emerging. None. Yep. What, when I think about this game, too, and I realize this is huge looking ahead, but if you're talking about potentially negative degrees and or a bunch of wind, give me a, a pass-catching running back that's going to catch short, like, Close to the line of scrimmage, like that's what Jarek McKinnon is going to be able to do to utilize totally all of that. Agree. Yep. Yeah, so. I think the only concern with the targets is was it? A, remember, it spiked in the last four to six weeks in that kind of range. What did I say? Seven, four to the last seven. Yep. Michael Hardman's been out. 
for five it's weeks totally now, true. I think. And yep. uh, Kadarius Tony hasn't played in a while. Could them manufacturing short range touches for those take away from McKinnon? It's possible. That's, fair. That's, fair. That's really my only drawback in his huge target share the last yeah. couple of weeks. <clears throat> but again, to your point, he's been so good and he's been playing. He's been leading them in snaps most weeks this season. So that's yeah. not really a change, but he's getting more touches and has well, been the number more of that percentage of snaps is going up, though. Like that 62 percent thresholds hard has been hard for him to reach earlier mm-hmm. in the year. Like the fact that he's been 57 and 62 in the past two weeks is good. Oh, yeah. And by the way. Some of those catches he's receiving right now, some of those targets he's seeing, just like dump offs, right? Like the Chiefs have a lot of intermediate passing game concepts. They don't have they don't have Tyree Kill anymore for that deep pass down the field. And Marquez Valdez Scantling is fast, but he's not been a consistent deep threat. Yep. And one of the realities is when the when you don't hit your intermediate shots, you just look to the left or look to the right, and Jared McKinnon is just sitting there uncovered out of the backfield. They learned all that last year, right? When everyone was playing the two high shells against uh-huh. him and Tyree Kill's efficiency plummeted, but his cat, you know, he had a career high in catches. catches. They had to, yeah. That was an adjustment for them last year. It was something we hadn't seen in the league ever for a long time. Just yep. how teams just played it super safe against him and uh they made it work. And yes. now they can still apply a lot of that. I would love it if he has a third straight week as the number one running back in fantasy. Awesome. I think going. that would be great. Yeah. I just would think it would be He's an a awesome fun player. player. All right, let's talk one more player here, and that's Darren Waller. We saw Darren Waller back for his first mm-hmm. yeah. week. He got in the end zone, although he also messed up what was like another Devontae Adams could have been touchdown, which was sort of <laughs> tough. Yeah. However, 13.8 fantasy points against New England. He yeah. gets Pittsburgh this week. Is he at least good enough for you to use him here in week 16? He's Field on the border of my top 10 tight ends this okay. week. He played less than 50% of the snaps last week. That probably would stand to reason to go up mm-hmm. a little bit as he gets healthier and healthier. He had just three targets this past week. He caught all three of them. We could probably do this with a million different plays, but like his touchdown catch... His defender just fell down and he was wide open. So it's like it was like a it was a seam route, like a 20 yard seam route. And like the defender just trips mm-hmm. over himself and it's like he's like there's no one within 15 feet of Darren Waller. I know we could do that with a million different plays, but like it wasn't like Darren Waller was prominently featured. Foster Moreau was playing a decent amount. They had a offensive tackle in it at tight end a decent amount as well. They want to run the football through Josh Jacobs too. That's what they want to do. I don't think that Pittsburgh is going to be letting it up on offense. This could be a low scoring game. Um, so I, I think this could end up being one where like, he's fine. Like if I got five or six targets from Darren Waller, I'd be happy on Saturday, but it's not like getting Darren Waller is like all of a sudden I have a superstar tight end returning to my lineup. That is a must start here this week. No, no. I mean, at least he's on that list of guys that has that ceiling, which yeah. there's not many of them, but yeah, he's, he's very much player. in that. Yeah. He's very much in that conversation. We have every week where there's that like 10 to 12 yeah. tight ends from like yep. tight end seven to 20 or whatever. So uh, he's in that conversation, probably on the high end. I have him tight end 12 this week, so yeah. borderline starter. Would you play uh, Juwan Johnson, who just keeps scoring touchdowns over Darren uh, Waller? Well, uh, no. Does know, he break man, the model? Does Juwan Johnson break him? Like, is he doing I mean, something? To. As of late, as I thought we were going to talk about him, but maybe we'll save that for the... Maybe we'll save it for another day. The team preview, but uh, he's, yeah, not... not Seven touchdowns in his last seven games is hard to argue with, right? At the tight end position, that's enough to keep him in that conversation. But uh, I'm worried about a few things. You know, there, what cracks so. me up is like there are some of these uh, AI tools on certain sites that rate how you performed in the prior week as a manager. Okay, and it's like you benched Juwan Johnson, you moron. It's like, oh wait, the guy oh, who had who like last week or maybe it was two weeks ago had zero catches for zero yards. And it's like over the past two weeks, he has like three catches for exactly. two touchdowns. Uh-huh. Right? It's yeah. like, I always laugh at those. That's a tough one. Very I'm happy boom, for Juwan. He is second in the NFL in touchdowns amongst tight ends. Only That's Travis crazy. Kelsey has more. He's been an awesome developmental story for the Saints who saw what we all saw back in his Oregon and Penn State days. Like, 
ridiculous athlete when he was just, a wide receiver. When he was yeah. a wide receiver, now he just needs to he just needs to be that sort of red zone area tight end, and he has been awesome in that role for New Orleans. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to tell you guys about Eckrich smoked sausage, Lions, right. Tigers, yeah. and tailgates. Oh my, oh my! The college football season is always a great time of year. Besides the jerseys, the face paint, and the foam finger, there's the food. Nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckrich smoked sausage. They're naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices from buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese. Eckrich smoked sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to all your tailgate meals. Visit Eckrich.com for easy one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckrich, you do you. All right, coming back out here with our good buddy, Eric Moody. Eric Moody, how are you doing, my friend? It's good to see your face today. No, it is good to see your face. You know, I'm doing pretty good. You know, the holidays are uh, are upon us. You know, my wife and I are trying to get strategic on uh, where to, you know, hide some of these presents. You know, uh-huh. I've got some elves behind me. You know, things are going great. Yeah, that's, that's going usually great. the way it works. You know, Mike Clay wore a band t-shirt uh, today for the show, and I wore a band t-shirt for today for the show. I know that you are a big music guy. Who were you listening to before you came on the podcast here real quick? Yeah, I was actually uh, I was actually listening to a little bit of uh, Fear Factory. Yeah, it's been one of my Ooh, favorite okay. uh, favorite bands since I've been in high school. So I was actually listening to uh, Obsolete. Look at that. Actually, that's probably one of my favorite albums by them. Shout Good out stuff. to Fear Factory. All right, Eric, let's talk about some waivers here, as that's why we are here. And we definitely need your help at the quarterback position. Unfortunately, if you are a Jalen Hurts manager, you're going to have to make some other options available to you. Where are you looking at at the quarterback position this week? Well, you know what? I'm looking at Daniel Jones. So Danny Dimes, whatever creative nickname that you have for him. And one thing about Jones is that what I like is he does have a reputation, I'd say, of being like a game manager. Mm-hmm. And, and rightfully so. You know, hand it off to Saquon. You know, do what you need to do to get the win. But Jones has scored 17 or more fantasy points in five of his last six games. So he's got a great matchup in Week 16. Going up against the Vikings. They've allowed the seventh most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. So you look at uh, Week 17. Another favorable matchup against the Colts. And so I think he's a great streamer for fantasy managers that are in need. And I know he's available, you know, in a pretty high percentage of ESPN leagues. Plus, he's a dual threat running back or excuse me, quarterback as well. He can create, you know, fantasy points with his legs, also with his arms. So if you're in need, I'm like, let's go with Danny Dimes this week. Why not? Danny Dimes, there are worse options that you could choose from. However, oh, there's just a lot of a lot of. Uh, interesting names out there at the quarterback position. Another one that we're going to talk about here, Zach Wilson makes me a little nervous, but we saw Zach Wilson do okay against the Detroit lions last week. Any chance you think that's going to continue here in week 16, Eric Moody? I know I'm I'm chuckling because it does make you, make you a little nervous, makes you feel a little queasy. (laughs) Like you need some Pepto-Bismol. I get it. He did have his best fantasy performance, obviously, uh, against the Lions, had 19.3 fantasy points. Probably my biggest concern in that game was uh, his completion percentage. So that's still like an issue there. I think he completed, it was around like 51.3% of his passes. So it'd be nice to see Wilson improve in that area. But you look at the, the timing. So the Jets are playing on Thursday night against the Jaguars. Mike White was not cleared by doctors to play last week. He's got a short turnaround. So I think there's a strong chance that Mike White uh, will not play and they'll hold him out an additional week. And so you got Wilson, who's uh, going to get the start again. You know, the Jaguars defensively, they've given up the fifth most uh, fantasy points 
two quarterbacks, and he's got a really great supporting cast. He's got Elijah Moore. He's got Garrett Wilson, Tyler Conklin. You know, he's got uh, Zonovan Knight at, at the running back position, Michael Carter. So he's got some playmakers that's there. And so, as you alluded to, Dob, starting Wilson is not for the faint of heart, but some fantasy managers may not have any other options, so let's go. Let's go. Hey, if you don't have any other options, you could do worse than Zach Wilson out there this week. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully though, you do have other options. Uh, but just send a name if you need it. <laughs> all right. Fantasy run, or, yeah. excuse me, waiver wire running backs is brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save because you likely need an insurance back if you were a Jalen Jonathan Taylor manager. And you look at Zach Moss as someone that is basically free that you can grab off of waivers this week. Yeah, I do like Zach Moss. So finished Saturday's game against the Vikings, had 81 rushing yards, 24 attempts, uh, played 67% of the offensive snaps. So I hate to see Jonathan Taylor go down. That ankle has been giving him issues. So he's dealing with a high ankle sprain, essentially done for the fantasy season. Uh, but you look at the Colts. I'm like, they have one of the most favorable schedules for running backs in week 16, week 17. You got the Chargers, you've got the Giants. And so things are looking good there. So I like Moss as a potential league winning pickup for fantasy managers who I would say are comfortable taking on a calculated risk. Now let's talk about what the risk is with picking up Zach Moss. So the backfield, uh, I would say it could be a three-man committee. You got Deion Jackson. He had a lot of success earlier this season filling in for Jonathan Taylor. You got Jordan Wilkins that's still there. But then you got Zach Moss who has yet to catch a pass since joining the Colts. And so that's an issue. May only see the early downs or goal line uh, carries for where it gives the other backs an opportunity to fit in. And so I still like Moss as a flex option. I think in order to win a fantasy football championship, sometimes you have to make some decisions that make you feel uncomfortable. But at times, those uncomfortable decisions ultimately lead you to victory. I'm looking at Zach Moss as one of those types of decisions, so pick him up. Wow, I love that. All right, Eric Moody. In case you can't grab Zach Moss, if someone else grabs him before you, is there another running back yeah. that you like this week that maybe has some potential upside? I guess we're going uh, going back to uh, to Chubba Hubbard here for where. Okay. Um, I'm I'm scratching my head on this one because it's like Deontay Foreman had some masterful weeks earlier in the season, but I think it's possible for Hubbard to really take over as the lead running back in the Panthers' backfield. And you look at Foreman's struggles. So let's go on Sunday. So that was Foreman's fourth game in six weeks with three and a half yards or less per rushing attempt. Not good. Only scored 10 or more fantasy points twice over that time frame. And so, again, not good. But you look at Hubbard. He played 63% of the offensive snaps Mm -hmm. against the Steelers. A high percentage of them came on early downs, which is very encouraging because he's primarily played passing downs uh, since returning from injury many weeks ago. And so... um, what I really like is that you got you got the Lions uh, that are on tap uh, in Week 16. So obviously they've played very well uh, against opposing running backs defensively and have shut them down. But what gives me hope, Dot, with Hubbard is that you since he's used so heavily as a receiver out of the backfield, you know he has uh, consecutive games with three or more receptions. I still look at him as like a high-end like flex option, especially for fantasy managers who are in deeper formats. So yeah. I believe Hubbard could surprise us against your Detroit Lions. So if you're in need, it's been a wild season. If you need help at running back position, pick him up. 
I would go with Hubbard over Deonta Foreman, Deontay Foreman, excuse me. Uh, yes. Just been purely because of that pass catching role with everything. So I'm with you on that one. Let's talk yeah, about some exactly. pass catchers here. And I love this call. We got to see Desmond Ritter under center for the first time for the Atlanta Falcons. And there might be a pass catcher that you're saying you might want to roster because of the volume that he was able to get last week. Yeah, I know. I know one player that I do like is um, uh, Demarcus Robinson. You know, so I do like Demarcus Robinson. You know, with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. He's taking on was, Atlanta this week. That is my fault. I totally spaced on the fact that I said no worries. Desmond Ritter. Obviously, Demarcus Robinson doesn't even play for the Atlanta Falcons. But yes, Demarcus Robinson for the Ravens, taking on Atlanta this week. No. No, no, no worries, Dob. I'm, I'm very flexible, just like a jazz musician. I'll, I'll go where you take me, my friend. I'll go where you take me. So let's talk about Demarcus Robinson. And so um, I would say he's emerged really as a top uh, receiver, uh, I would say for the Ravens, you look since their bye week. So uh, here's a stat here for you. So four of his last five games have seen him reach or exceed six targets and score 10 or more fantasy points, which is good. Now, I know the Ravens lean heavily on the running game. They rank seventh in the league in rushing attempts per game. But you look at Robinson, he is going to face the Atlanta Falcons, obviously, this week. A defense, uh, you know, that's allowed like the fifth most wide receiver fantasy points per game. And I know the Falcons secondary has played much better here recently. But you look at Robinson, he's still in a great position to see a ton of targets mm-hmm. uh, in this matchup. Especially of how Mark Andrews hasn't been really calibrated, you know, with you know the, whoever they've had under center quarterback, mm-hmm. whether it's Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, et cetera. So I really like Robinson, and I think he can be viewed as like a flex option for fantasy managers, especially those that are in deeper formats who are really scrounging and looking for options. Yeah, I think I like him too, and I like him quite a bit more than wide receiver is tough because by the time that you get to this point in the waiver wire, there's so many wide receivers mm-hmm. that should already be on your roster. Uh, but these guys are yeah. guys, like you were saying, with Demarcus Robinson, has a role that is coming on with Tyler Huntley, and maybe he can do something with it. We saw a little bit of that with Chris Moore two yeah. weeks ago, and I'm curious in Houston if you like him as a potential option for this week, taking on the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, no, I, I do like Chris Moore. I've been a huge fan of his game. Uh, he's had 20 targets over the last two weeks. Uh, you look at the Titans, I'm like, they allow the most fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position at 41.7. So that should have you like salivating, uh, thinking about the possibilities there. But there there, there are some risks. Let's talk about Davis them. Davis Mills. Uh, Is that I'll what you mean? Fu- Is that the risks? Is it Davis yeah. Mills? <laughs> yeah, Davis Mills. You know, it, it's a risk. You know, this uh, – I'll just put it to you this way, Doc. It's like the Texans has not been the fantasy football bonanza that we thought it could be. Mm. But I do like the targets that Moore could see. And I don't know if this is like a a hot take, but this is kind of what I'm thinking. It's like, it makes no sense for Brandon Cooks or Nico Collins to play for the rest of the season, given their injuries and also the Texans uh, record. You got Cooks. He's been disgruntled ever since he wasn't traded prior to the trade deadline. Just shut him down. Don't put him out there for further risk of injury. I know they're going to try to move him as the season in, after the season ends. Excuse me. You also got Nico Collins. He's someone that I felt like was, I would say, auditioning to be their number one receiver going into next season. And so he's hurt. Why f- put him out there and risk him uh, to get injured even further? And so I just think it's going to be a scenario where week in and week out, they're just going to rule these players out, which does position Chris more for success. So again, if you're in a deep fantasy football league, 
you're scrounging for options. You need a flex. I do like Chris Moore in this matchup. He's someone that can easily exceed uh, expectations in Mike Clay's projection as well. So pick him up. Yeah, I think you're right within this offense. If there's no Nico Collins, if there's no Brandon Cooks, Damian Pierce is not there. They don't really have a whole lot of people to be able to generate offense. And so massive amounts of risk come along with Chris Moore just because of that offense and how bad it can be. But a ton of upside because he can be a guy that will get, like you just talked about, 20 targets over the last two weeks. You will take that volume any day of the week, Eric Moody. All right. That's going to do it for us here in week 16. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Please follow him on Twitter at Eric N. Moody and tell us everywhere else that you do all the things here at ESPN. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, as you mentioned, Dob, hey, follow me on social media, Twitter, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, same handle at Eric N. Moody. But, you know, I've got a lot of content that, uh, you know, gets published at ESPN. You know, I do the daily notes every Monday through Friday. So if you're a fantasy manager who's looking for information that you need to know about, check out that column. You know, it's published every morning. You know, also do uh, some things for ESPN Chalk, you know, with uh, sports betting picks uh, for the NFL NBA and also WNBA and of course you know I crank out a ton of fantasy basketball content I know we're in the midst of that Mm -hmm. season as well so you know I wear wear a lot of hats you know love sports but most importantly I love helping each and every one of you so reach out on Twitter or social media always happy to answer any questions that you have love that reach out to our good friend Eric Eric thank you so much for joining us we will see you next Tuesday for Field and Mike Eric and myself everybody that is here including Kyle I'm Kyle I'm sorry I threw you under the bus earlier at the beginning of the show we love you guys so much thank you for hanging out with us don't forget to love each other please be kind to yourself we will see you guys on Wednesday for rankings peace Not a mystery, the one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you, Alliance fan through and through. With the hippest beard, I'm telling you, he's Daniel Dopp. Who's that? Who's that swirl? Who's that swirl?